Life is just a lonely highway I'm out here on the open road Old enough to see behind me Young enough to feel my soul I don't want to lose you, baby How do you pronounce your last name? Jasu. Jasu. Mm -hmm. And it's Joel, right? Not Joel. Joel. Joel Jasu. The open road. <laughs> so, a guy out of Boston read the article. He emails his grandfather in Mississippi. His grandfather just so happens to know Rusty Bloodworth and he emails Rusty Bloodworth say, Rusty, have you heard of this Ugandan pastor? And who is this? Who did he email? R Rusty Bloodworth. Who is? I'll tell you now. <laughs> so, um, hey, Rusty, Rusty, have you heard of this Ugandan pastor? His son decided to successful surgery in Memphis. He said, no. However, I will go to the hospital. Right? So, Russell Bloodwork, Stephen Hart, and a few other guys go to the hospital to meet this random family they have no idea about. They've never met. Were you there? No, I wasn't. There. wasn't I was there? in Uganda, yeah. Mm. They've never met, right? Well, my, my adopted father is a pastor, mm -hmm. and these two men run a church in Memphis, a small, like, house church. The surgery was on Saturday. They clicked, they became friends. He goes and preaches in their church the next morning. And a relationship was built. Who in preached? My you adopted said, father. Mm -hmm. A relationship was built in that moment. Well, wow. he had started an orphanage in Uganda, right? So, this woman decided and said, well, if we're going to support you and what you do in Uganda, we want to come and see. The foreman came. Russell Bloodworth. That's why they were in Uganda. Stephen Hub, Andy, and a man called Scott. Then they came. So that's why they were at the orphanage. That's right. Got now, okay. Rusty Bloodworth is the one who happens to be Louis Nix's best friend. Oh, they went to college together. They were roommates in college. Right? So, when Louis Nix came to Atlanta and started Louis Man, you know, basically Rusty was in all this helping him out. Right? So, when they come, they meet me. They're like, Joe, what do you want to do? I want to do architecture. I learned that Rusty had been an architect later. And so they're like, we want to do this water collection project. So you were like, cool. I get to practice architecture. I get to do mm -hmm. work in my native land yeah. and help children. Yeah. It's the win-win. And collaborate with Americans mm -hmm. who have history, they mm -hmm. have experience, mm -hmm. they know what they're doing. So, 
They give me five thousand dollars. They give you what? Five thousand dollars. Five thousand to do what? As so basically. Do kind of a schematic drawing set for this water collection system. Right. To buy the materials, get the contractor, manage the construction, and give a report. Hmm. I'm like, cool. They gave me five thousand dollars. I did that project, and this is before this is before you mm-hmm. had went to college, right? Mm-hmm. This was after you, but you studied. For six years in high school, you yeah. studied drafting. You mm-hmm. studied, so you knew some, you knew some background. You knew kind of the basics of what construction. Yeah, I did the project. I did even the extra stuff, and we came under budget. Did a financial report. Wrote a report about the progress of the project. And they're like, oh shoot, this boy can actually do something. So. So he knew of the chair of the architecture program in Memphis. Because he'd been a, he had been Rusty had been practicing architecture mainly as a developer. Oh, okay. She had been, you know, vice president of an exi- um, of the largest development company in Memphis. And they've done, I've had architects for a long time. So he knew like these connections were like unbelievable. And so they said, well, we have a summer camp we are doing this summer and AIM Memphis is offering one scholarship to a student, Joe can go ahead and apply, and the scholarship is to waive $300 of the summer camp fee. So I applied for it, I got it. And then they bought for an airline ticket to come to the US to do this summer program. So when I come to the US, I did this summer program. And then really began to think about doing architecture. So you did this. You did the summer program at where? In Memphis. But at at, at the university. Mm-hmm. The one that you went to. Mm-hmm. And then I asked them, and they told me well, I was two months past the deadline for international students. I was three days past the deadline for the last SAT test date for the year. Long story short, I won't, I won't even get into <laughs> what happened there. Anyway, I applied, I got in. AIM Memphis, a company called Rooney Ricks Case, private donors put together $200,000 to get. And the movement from Uganda to Memphis to be my undergrad. From Uganda, came to Memphis in my undergrad. I graduated top of my class, got a full ride to come to Georgia Tech. Came down to Georgia Tech. Dude, that's so incredible. Louis Nicks, that's I incredible. I won a travel grant. That is incredible. To go to Europe to do research. 
about two years ago. And then I came back, I did an exhibition in Memphis last summer. That lasted for months, right? Well, I needed to go to France. And Louis Nix used to be the ambassador of America to France. Yeah. <laughs> and he owns property in Who France. Oh, yeah, no one. Who would have known that? Wow. So he basically writes me a letter. I get the visa. But I'd never met Louis Nix. But before coming to the United States, Rusty told me, hey. That was my next question. When did you, at what point did you meet Louis Nix? So I knew Louis Nix. 2013. Okay. That was a long time. You had never met him before. Because he was sick and Rusty was like, hey, Joe, pray for my friend. He's called Louis Nix. He has cancer, right? Okay. So, I just I used to pray for Louis and knew about him. Now he wrote me a letter to go to Paris and all that. And I came down to Georgia Tech. Lewis called me, right? Like, oh, Joe, would you like to go out for lunch? I said, yeah. I met Lewis Nix about two months ago for the very first time. This is when you were, so you came up here from Memphis or you, was, you were living in Atlanta already? No, I had already moved to Atlanta. Yeah, that was two months ago. So I got to lunch with him and he's like, Joe, what are you doing this summer? I'm like, um... I don't know. And he's like, well, do you mind working for like our firm? I'm like, he said our firm? Mm -hmm. You still refer, that's how you refer? Mm -hmm. Our firm? I'm like, which one? I said, Huffins and Will. (laughs) I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) <laughs> well, I knew a little bit of the background that he sold patterns to patterns and more his company, yeah. but I didn't know that he's still part of, quote unquote, the ownership of kind of the beneficiaries of the farm now. So, two minutes, ten minutes after we had finished, he's like, okay, cool, if you're interested, I'll get you uh, an interview soon. Ten minutes after we had met with him, I received an email from Phil Harrison. So Lewis calls me immediately. He's like, Joe, let me just put this in context for you. Phil Harrison is the CEO of Parkins and Mills. So however you respond to that email, I just want to let you know. That's the man, okay? That's the, the guy. Five minutes after I received that email from Phil, he sent me another email. And they attached Amber on it. And said, hey Amber, I'm in New York right now. Can we get Joel to have an interview next week? Make sure when Joel comes to office that I am in office because I need to meet him personally. Wow. A week from my meeting with those things, I had an interview at Parkinson. Walking, I met I met Louis next. So I met Phil Harrison 15 minutes of this time, and he said, "You know, Joe, when I graduated, 
I traveled through Africa for a year. Came back to Atlanta and I was the brokest guy there was. And he said, I remember Louis Nix gave me my very first job. He said, he gave me a chance. That we glad you're here. So that's how I go to Parkinson. Wow. Dude, that is amazing. Wow. Did you ever think you would be here, man? Dude, that is an incredible story. Seriously. Like, and it started with, at 13, you said, I want to do architecture. And there were, I can't believe it. And there were all signs pointing to, nope, nope, you can't do it. Mm -hmm. You're not going to do it. Your father passed. Mm -hmm. You weren't able to go to college. Yep. Based on I your parents up, really. providing it. Yeah, I really gave up. For that year and a half when I was out of school, I didn't think I was ever going to do acting. Wow. That's incredible. Oh, man. Now I'm at back in the wheel and I'm just like... <laughs> I don't know what's happening. You ready to start grad school? You start grad school in the fall? I started. Oh, you started already? Mm -hmm. Okay. So. Oh, you, you, you've been in grad school for a year already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, I was going to go back and work for mass design. For what? Mass design. Oh. Um, and then Georgia Tech gave me a full ride, so I came and set it in the fall. Wow. That's crazy, man. Mm -hmm. Journey. And you're only how old are you now? I'm 26. You're 26. Mm -hmm. And you've done all that already <laughs> at 26. Well, you good. haven't even lived half your life yet, man. <laughs> <laughs> God is good. God is good. Imagine that. Wow. Probably might get you guys to do some branding for us. For what? As a project. We are trying to do in Uganda. And a Parkinson Bill has expressed interest in partnering with us. I've never been to Africa, man. Um, so, I, I used to be a part of the orphanage in Uganda. Long story short, I won't get into the details of that. They raised money last year to do a housing facility for the orphanage. I said, well, Joe, you, you are the most qualified person to do this project. Right, right. Um, oh, thanks, uh, you're the most qualified person to do this project. But then at that time, I really wanted to do uh, the study abroad program at Georgia Tech, and it was very expensive, $20,000 to do, you know, Georgia Tech has like a program 
where you design and build something in uh, the Wagon South Africa this year. But it cost students $20,000, so I'm like, man, what can I do about this? So when I got this project, I basically thought and I said, man, if I can pitch this idea to the chair of the Georgia Tech program, we do this as a design studio, it will benefit the students. I basically had a meeting with the, with the chair of the program. He's like, yo, hey, look, if we do this studio in the spring, then students can go build it in the summer without paying tuition for it. So they're not getting credit for it because they've already got the sixth credit in the spring. While the other design build studios, you're basically getting credit for the summer. So that's why, you know, it wraps up. So I got him and Georgia Tech is like, yo, yes, we gotta do it. So Georgia Tech accepts it and they're like, we're gonna do a seminar in the fall, a studio in the spring, where we're going to do research in the fall, do design. So we are doing basically a master plan for the community a master plan for the school and detailing out the housing portion of it and building it. So that would all happen in the fall and spring and then the students can go basically build. Wow. And then we're going to partner with Arab. You know Arab, the engineering firm? Yeah, so Arab is coming in to do all the civil engineering stuff on the project. Really? Yeah. So anyway, yes, the other day, I was talking to David Demeke, Demeke, I can't pronounce his name, <laughs> and so Parkinson will, is now interested in doing three things, one, sponsoring the studio at Georgia Tech, so potentially co-teach and co-sponsor that studio, and then two, financially topping up on the project so that we can build more and then sending a team down to Uganda with the students to get it built. Wow. So that's what I'm working on now. So I think it's going to be a cool project. Um, yeah, Is that what you're working on at Perkins and Will? No, no, no. What no, are you no, no. working on? Real pro- working on other projects? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right now, you know, that's potentially something that is going to eat up at least two months when I graduate. Um, graduate next May. Yeah. So May of 2019. Yeah. Man. So yeah, man. no, man. That's amazing. Here man. we are, man. That's amazing. Bro. Yeah. God is. You good. should be smiling. God is. The lady was like, "Oh, you guys look happy. You guys look happy. <laughs> you should be like, happy." You man. do not know. You don't you know. Be happy, man. Wow, I love to hear stuff like that. Man. Yeah, there's a little video I did so, two weeks ago so about my experience in the slum. I did a little video. You did a video? Yeah. About my experience. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where is it? Yeah, about my experience in the slum 
and how that has shaped my design ability. Very interesting because now when I look back, um, it was such such an incredible experience, you know, to live there. But yeah, man, we're here. We're here, man. We're all here. We're here. God is good. So you did you you shot the video yourself? Yeah, it and was just it, on and everything. The phone. Just the iPhone. Yeah, just on the phone. What'd you use to edit? iMovie? No, no, no. You use Premiere? Yeah. Thanks for talking about your story, Joe. Well, appreciate it, man. <laughs> I'm Yancey Wilkinson. This is The Open Road. That was Joel Jasu. Man, incredible, man. Best wishes, man. Best of luck to you, man. You're on the, you're on the right path. Thank you, man. You're on the right road. You're going to get somewhere, man. Just don't forget to call me when you get there. Uh-huh. <laughs> you might be there. <laughs> Life is just a lonely highway I'm out here on the open road Old enough to see behind me Young enough to feel my soul I don't want to lose you, baby I don't want to be alone want to live my days without you now I got to be without you Got a pocket full of money And a pocket full of keys That have no bounds But then I think of loving And I just Get you off of my mind Yeah Baby, can't you see
Dozens and the dozens and dozens. 